Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Live Podcast. This is my week. Actually, I don't think this is going to be a Last Live Podcast because we're going to be talking about World of Warcraft. So switch up the music. We're going to play the Find My Azeroth theme song. Back with Find My Azeroth with Dragonflight, we have Trevor, our resident. Well, actually, I don't know. I actually don't know between you and Sebi who is our expert of experts, but I'll say both of you co-CEOs of WoW Dragonflight expertise. We have Trevor here. Happy to be here and very excited to talk about Dragonflight. <laughs> I, know, I, am, I am excited about this as well because I did not expect to be this into Dragonflight, at least when I first started playing World of Warcraft. Um, I really enjoyed it. We have to talk about the intro because I think the introduction part was probably the funniest thing ever. And also just everything that I had to do. I do have a mini review from a new player's perspective going live like later today. So that should be cool for anyone that wants to check out. But I'm going to start off by first, you know, because we're going to be talking about a lot about World of Warcraft and stuff like that. I want to talk about the key bindings. Okay, I just wanted to, I, I kind of prepped you about this. I want to talk about the key bindings because... As a new player, I understand that you have a certain spells, a certain set of spells that you will be using connected to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, dash, all that stuff, your number area on your keyboard. I have a habit of getting stressed out very quickly and panicking, especially when I'm fighting like a really huge boss or something like that. So I do one, two, three, four, and then the rest of my, my spells, I start clicking. So am I putting these key the, the spells wrong first of all as one two three four five six seven should i be doing one two three four q w e r something like that or should i buy a specific a separate little keypad thing <laughs> <laughs> and then put it on my side and then be using that <laughs> yeah no uh absolutely not <laughs> uh so yeah so the biggest thing yeah, so key bindings is so important in WoW, right? So obviously clicking your spells is always slower than hitting a key because you have to physically move your mouse over that spell and click it. Um, but I will say for newer players, it is perfectly fine to be clicking. Clicking is, while it's slow, it is more efficient than someone pressing keys and not pressing the right keys or, <laughs> or struggling to press the right keys quickly, right? So, but at the end of the day, if you want to be playing uh, at an optimal level, more keybinds are better. And I, like, I hate to say it, like, honestly, it just takes practice and muscle memory. Um, but once you get something that works for you, uh, it becomes natural. Like, you just naturally think about, like, I need to cast this spell. I know exactly where my hand needs to go. So right off the bat, you want to you don't want to move your hand as much as possible you want to try to keep your hand in the same area without having to make big strides because anytime you have to make a big stride across your keyboard yeah you got to reset your hand back into the arrow keys especially in like tougher fights you're going to be moving a lot so anytime your hand is not in the wasd it, it is not good so you always want to make sure so basically what you want to do is you want to try to utilize as many keys as round WASD as possible. So right off the bat, okay. uh, again, all this is going to take a ton of practice and everything. But the idea is that even five is almost too far. If you just, yeah. just try reaching five up from WASD, it feels like a reach. If yeah, something feels like a I'm reach... I'm letting go of D. Yeah. If something feels like a reach, then that's not, that's not great. So 
I don't even use five. So the keys I use is I use one, two, three, four. And here's, here's the trick you like, here's a, here's a trick that a lot of people don't, I mean, like obviously people who've been playing for years know about use Q and E actually Q and E are great keys to use for key binds. So right off the bat, you're thinking, well, I use Q and E to move because by default Q is strafe left and E is strafe right. Wait, sorry. You can, you can move with Q and E. I didn't know that. <laughs> so A and D by default are turn left and turn right. Yeah. So, but when you turn left and turn right, your character physically turns. Whereas typically you don't want to physically turn, you want to strafe. So for example, if you want to move out of something, <laughs> you want to just strafe left or strafe right. You don't want to turn and then move left or turn and move right. So right off the bat, the very first thing you should do after we get off this podcast is you are going to go to your keybinds and you're going to move strafe to A and strafe to D. So strafe left to A. Straight right to D. Yo, I've played this game for 80 hours, okay? Yeah. And I always, if you ever watch my gameplay, you will notice me do this tank movement like you described so many times where I have an enemy in front of me. And I'm like, oh, he's too close to me. I have to go behind. I, I do the tank movement, move forward, turn back. I've been doing this for 80 hours, bro. <laughs> so number one, that's the first thing you're going to do because you don't want to turn. You want to straight. Yeah. If you need to turn, you use your mouse to turn. You just point yeah. in the direction you want to go, and that's it. That's your turning. So right off the bat, turning left and right are gone. You don't need those keys bound at all. So replace <laughs> them with strafe left and strafe right, and then you still use WASD. But now Q and E are free for you to put spells yeah. on. And those are prime buttons because obviously E is just lifting your right finger up, and D and uh, sorry, Q is just moving your left uh, index finger up uh, above it, and yeah. those are those are nice quick keys. I actually put E is like my like my if there's a spell that I constantly cast, cast, cast that goes on E for me. Uh, in oh. your case of the monk, and I, I I can't remember the name specifically, but you have like the like the punch or whatever, which yeah. is like your go. I use that immediately. So yeah. I put that one on E. And then one the kick that spends um, one or G? two uh, chi, yeah. I put that on Q. So that's kind of your alternate, right? So you, if you don't have any other button to press as a monk, you would be pressing E, Q, E, Q, E, Q. Then when I would put some of those other spells on one, two, three, four, like the, the punches or something like that, right? So you would do like E, Q, E, Q, and then three, and then E, Q, E, Q, then two, or something like that. So oh, that's like trick this. number one. So that's trick <laughs> yeah. number one right there. So that's giving you two keys. So now you have six keys, one, four, Q and E, six keys to do stuff that are very easy accessible. The next easy accessible ones are R, T, F, and G, because those are just to the right of your finger, right? So yeah. R is just right up, uh, just a little up to the right. T is a little bit further, but it's not too bad. F, yeah. is, F is like a, a solid one because that's right next to your, right next to D. And then G is a little bit further, but G is, it's still a nicely accessible one. Um, and then finally, C is another great one because C is right below D. So I uh, would basically focus on those to start. So that would give you, that's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's 10, 11 keybinds. That's all that I use either way, yeah. Yeah, that are super nice and tight. You can also play with Z, X, and V, but those are also oh, they're, they're a little a little bit more awkward because you got to kind of bend your finger down to hit them or move your hand down. Um, and another great one is tilde. 
which is right next to one where it's you have to move your hand a bit but that's a good i like that as a good emergency button so maybe like oh i'm about to die and i uh the um i'm not sure if the the dps monk gets the bubble or not um but you you have some defensive so maybe you're about to die you just bang your tilde and because tilde is kind of like at the edge of the escape keyboard. almost right you're like oh, it's shit. almost just like escape yeah so it's a nice quick easy to hit one like my rogue i would put vanish on there for example uh so anyways rebind those uh and then just practice 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 but here's the next tip i have for key bindings be consistent of where you put stuff so what i mean by that is one two four q and e to me are always like spells they're always damaging abilities i put r as like uh like a big time cooldown like let's go type thing right um and then i put t sometimes t is like something that protects me f is typically something that maybe heals me or maybe removes a uh like a um uh debuff or something like element, yeah yeah and then g is like i usually put a uh like an aoe spell and then just kind of and then c i put like a, a crowd control spell or something like that um and again, it just kind of do stuff that works for you. But like even doing little things like thinking like, well, G is my like area of attack uh, move. G for group. I'm going to do ability that's going to kill a group of people or monsters or whatever. C is like a control, like a crowd control spell. Um, R again, like I just, I don't know if uh, R is just like, I don't know. Like I said, R is just like my let's go button. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so as long as you, you're consistent in that kind of stuff, even when you move between characters, it's still natural in that I need to heal myself, I'm going to hit F. I need to protect myself, I'm going to hit T or tilde. Um, I need to blow my cooldown, my best cooldown, I'm pressing R. Um, and I need to, you know, sheep something as a mage, I'm going to hit C. Uh, that kind of thing. Um, and then the final one, uh, you can use shift to add basically double all these key bindings fairly easily. So shift one, two, four, shift Q and E. Again, using shift is not uh, ideal because it is more work, but you can put those like spells that you use less on those buttons so you don't yeah. have to click them. So basically then you just double everything up. So uh, likewise, maybe you could put bigger cooldowns on shift one to four, um, and then maybe use R for something else. Again, you just got to experiment, kind of come, you know, just figure out what works for you, what, you know, makes it easier for you to remember what button to press type thing. I think, I think that's kind of thing that is where I need to kind of learn the monk and how to kind of utilize the keyboard. Because like you said, like I've been doing it from like the most basic standpoint where they gave me one, two, three, four, they just put it there already from the start. And they're like, all right, like this is where it is. So I got used to, oh, that's where it is. I'm just gonna press that button. And I got used to that. I for me, that strafe thing is first of all crazy. Like I did not know <laughs> I was just turning yeah, every that's time. A big one. So yeah. that itself would change it. But I like the whole idea of Q E R T F G and C kind of just being here. And I can easily in my mind already think about that tea that I drink or that absorb exactly. thing that I have. Yes. Or even the the thing that I, I drop down, the statue that does extra damage. Or, and then, like you said, like one, two, three, four will spit or like free up all my damage stuff, right? And the RTFG can be like me spawning those three other monks around me and yep. the, the tiger or whatever. I just like that. Oh, there's like, here's like a bunch of stuff I have on the side of like, I'm prepping for the fight. And then QE one, two, three, four is 
let's go, let's fight, you know, let's yeah. actually do it. Yeah, so like, for example, your one where you summon copies of yourself and the one that where you summon a tiger to help you, I had, when I was playing Monk, I had those on my shift keys because you press those ones like once every minute, right? Yeah. So again, because you're not pressing them all the time, you don't want them on a non-shift key because then you're taking up a, a, a you know, a single press for a double press. But yeah. when those other ones where you're, again, you're just going to press it at the start of the fight or once in the middle of the fight, hitting shift two and shift three is not a big deal because you're not doing it a lot, right? So yeah, always like think about idea. that too. The cooldowns are a big thing, right? If you don't press the button a lot, put it on a shift. If you're pressing the button a lot, try to not put it on a shift. Oh, and the last thing too, don't be, don't be afraid to use your mouse buttons as well. So my mouse has... Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It has seven extra buttons that I use for oh, WoW as well. I have four only. <laughs> my uh, well, um, real nice one is my mouse wheel. If you tap it left or right, that's a button, um, which, oh. which works great in WoW for the ones where you have, to, like your statue, where you press the button and it puts a thing on the ground and you have to move it where you want. That oh, feels good on a mouse because you press the button, it the thing shows up, you move your mouse where you want to put it, and you press the button again. It, it that is the best feeling. Uh, okay, by the far statue has to button. go on the yeah, that has to go on my mouse. Yeah, yeah. So, with the mouse, for example, what I do is I just set um alt one, two, seven as my mouse buttons in my, my mouse program, and then in wow, I key bind a row uh, alt one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then that's how you map the key binds to your mouse very easily. Okay. Oh, you, I can't just go in the key binds like thing and just click my mouse button? Uh, maybe you can. It? Maybe you can. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I use my mouse program. I'm not sure. The only reason I don't do that is because um, sometimes it's like mouse button one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And it's like, well, what the fuck is mouse button seven, right? Um, yeah. Whereas I know like alt one to seven, where those buttons are on my mouse, for example, right? Um, that's, why, yeah. that's why I do it that way. But yeah, if you can just... Go in the keybind, press the button, and that works even better. All right. So obviously, you know, we, you and I are both kind of loving WoW a lot right now. So we should definitely talk about Dragonflight and what that intro was kind of like. So I'm going to let you talk about your experience at the start and then how it connects with mine and how we <laughs> met up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, obviously, uh, we, we started together, which was fun. I love always starting a WoW expansion with uh, friends and especially starting right at the start, knowing, you know, who knows what might happen type thing. And uh, I was quite confident that we would have a very smooth start because um, the last couple expansions, I don't remember. I, I played both of them right when they launched and I don't remember any issues. Um, I mean, Shadowlands, the most recent one, I remember there was a portal. So the portals typically just work better than a boat. Uh, Warcraft typically. Has a, I like that you said typically. <laughs> Warcraft has had um, obviously some issue with boats in the past. And uh, typically to keep the fantasy, you know, if, if you're going to another island, you take a boat to the island, you don't take a portal. Um, but in the past, they put portals when the boats stop working. Um, and that's exactly what happened here. <laughs> one day, one day. So it was... It was pretty exciting to kind of be at that pier because I wasn't used to that. I know that Rattle Lich King, when it came out, I joined in like later in the day, but the boats were still working. Uh, and they are now as well, by the way, for Dragonflight. But like you and I kind of got to the pier. I had to quickly do a couple of like the, the pre-patch stuff. Uh, and I was level 58, so I'm going to leave it at, at that for now. We, we did the pre-patch stuff. We were waiting for the boat. 
And it was pretty funny because everyone was waiting for the boat. Uh, and then we had this guy come up with the timer of like how long, how far away the boat is. And it hit zero. Then it says unknown amount of time. The boat popping up. Then after like, I don't know, five, 10 minutes, maybe, maybe more, we saw a random boat pop up. And then you're like, is that a boat? I'm like, I don't know. And you're like, uh, I see people getting up. Let's go. Let's go. So we jumped on that boat. Luckily, it, it showed us that we were going to Dragon Isles. That whole experience of getting there with like the visuals, all that stuff was so exciting. Yeah. I totally get why people would want to go on the boat. It's so cool to kind of see us slowly getting there. You see us kind of getting to the island, the music, the way it sets in. We get to the pier. It was, it was you, me, Sebi. We get there finally. You guys are like, let's get the missions. Let's get the quest. And I'm like, yo, uh, I don't see any quests. You're like, uh, what? About? Are you sure? I'm like, um, yeah, I don't see any quests pop up. So... Out, so we always figured out that uh, maybe I missed a mission or something. So I'm like, all right, look, I got to go back, right? So in order to go back, you have to both wait for a boat, except there's no boat <laughs> coming anymore. <laughs> so we, so what happened was at that point, because there was no boat coming, there was no portal. Uh, there was a portal, sorry, but it says in order to use a portal, you need to be level 60 to get back to Stormwind. So I couldn't do either. My monk was just stuck in that area. So I was like, um, like am I not going to play this game? So I, I had no choice but to go to my druid, level it up to 60 using the boost thing that I had so that I can play with my druid. I, I do wanted to play with my druid. That was like already a given when we discussed this initially. Uh, I just wanted to do it with my monks because I was like, you know what, why not? In that meantime, by mistake, you clicked on that portal on the Dragon Isles end and you <laughs> got shifted. <laughs> yeah. What happened was I was going to go check how long the boat was going to I was going to see if the guy was going to say how long the boat was going to be just so I could find out for you when your boat was going to arrive. Yeah. And I, I accidentally clicked the portal instead of the guy and I was back in Stormwind. I was like, oh my goodness. Now so, that would be okay normally. Normally. But in was, your case, you was, couldn't get back. Yeah. And then, and then I'm like, oh, okay, no big deal. Cause I had already set my Hearthstone there. I'm just going to Hearthstone back. Everything will be fine. I don't even have to take the boat. And then when I tried to Hearthstone back, I just got brought back to Stormwind and I got an error <laughs> message about this is not found or whatever. I was like, oh, this is not good. So at this time, the portal, the, there was a portal in Stormwind. So obviously Blizzard was prepared for this, that the boat might stop working. So the portal showed up right away. So I was like, okay, I'll go click the portal. And I clicked the portal and I got the exact same error. And I was basically stuck in Stormwind with you. <laughs> so it was like that for 30 minutes or so. So like I got my Druid, I did a pre-patch stuff and I was just waiting with you there. And it took like a good while. We were both, at one point we were like, more, okay. It was, it was, uh, we started, so it went live at four o'clock. I started questing at 5.30. Yeah, oh, see, an yeah. hour. It, it was, like, it it was 90 it, minutes. It was 90 minutes before the portal worked. Yeah, and, and that's kind of when we finally, we finally got through, I got my mission, we started playing, we started like doing the quest and automatically, I think, I think we're going to talk about the questing and stuff like that. Like, how was the visual? I think that's the first thing that we see in that land. Like, how does it, like, I know the graphics are very, just wow-esque, right? Like, it's not going to change right now. Yeah. But, like, how did it feel to kind of be in that island? Oh, I mean, it's, like, uh, I think it's, I always get these, like, usually get these moments in WoW where, like, you get to, like, just that certain area and kind of look and you're like, oh, like, you could just see, like, how far it goes in the detail and stuff. And it's, like, like yeah, like, WoW is definitely, like, a, they've, they've, made big strides in the graphics like they have ray tracing yeah. and all that stuff in there what it looks like today compared to what it used to look like is night and day it looks great for what it is um but at the end of the day it is still an mmo and it is still a massive game and everything so you're not going to get 
something that looks like God of War, obviously, right? You are going to get something a little more simplistic. But that's what has been so good about WoW is its art style. Its art style scaled throughout the years that it didn't look so dated. Like, I still remember um, playing WoW and EverQuest 2 at the exact same time because they came out at almost the exact same time. And I remember thinking, holy crap, EverQuest 2 looks amazing. And WoW is like more cartoonish. It looks great, but it's more cartoonish. And I remember it was like years later, like a few years later, EverQuest 2 looked horrible horrible yeah and wow still look great like wow just is easy on the eyes it's not again it's not super detailed but it looks really good but anyways um what this these zones really set apart from the other ones is that they are huge these are like they said it that these were the biggest zones they ever made and they're not lying these zones are massive um and you can really tell that they are starting to you know kind of push things because as I was doing dragon riding and, and stuff, I had to go to some pretty high mountains. And the, I, go, I went to this crazy high mountain and then dove off it and went down. And it was so far down. Like, how high? Way further than they've ever done in any zone before. Like, the verticality is huge in this. Um, so it is very impressive, technically, like, how big these zones are. Um, and they look great. They're very colorful. They're not drab or anything. One big thing with Shadowlands was the Maw. It was just very depressing. Lava, not full of detail. And every zone in here so far has been great. Like like I said, very colorful, very very full of stuff. And um, yeah, very nice. And I felt the same coming from like playing WoW Classic, Wrath of the Lich King, then playing Battle for Azeroth uh, quite a bit. And then coming into this, Battle for Azeroth was kind of, ha- you know, it does have like more greenish looking zones. But there was something about Dragonflight where these areas, the Dragon Isles, just looked a bit more complete, where you had, like, kind of move into, like, lava, molten lava, but it made sense the way it went up, and you got into an area where there was a broken down templeless area, whatever, and then you have, like, greenery, and then you kind of move up, and you start seeing more, like, uh, like cool, like, um, like ponds with mixed with trees and color and all that stuff. It looked really cool, and I was, like, auto- I, like you kind of said it perfectly with the scalability of this game. It kind of reminds me of stuff like Elden Ring, and uh, Breath of the Wild, where it is honestly a thing where you can, you're like, yo, you you see that all in that in that distance, yeah, you can go there, and you can, and when you go there, you'll see that there is detail. It's not gonna be like you said, like Unreal Engine five level of detail, but it's gonna be like really cool things that they have put in there to kind of help aid the story, the lore of that area. Yep. So like visuals wise, I totally get the look. I get because Nintendo has been doing this for so long, and I think we took it for granted. It's like when you kind of go with this kind of a look, it doesn't age. Whereas if you went with like Cluster Protocol just came out today and looks amazing. It looks almost like lifelike. But in the future, at one point, even though it looks amazing now, in the future, people will look back at this and be like, yeah, it's detailed, but it's not, I don't know. It didn't really age well as much as we would have hoped. It might be like, honestly, Cluster Protocol looks so real. I actually don't know if that's possible. But, you know, we see that with PS2 games, which I thought were like so realistic. And now I'm like, oh, that looks horrible. So visually looks awesome enemy design and stuff like that we went you've gone through like most of them i've been through like just a couple of areas and i've seen a huge variety so far yeah they, they've always been really good at having variety when it comes to their enemies and the zones and everything um i mean they do have like they do deviate from the norms a fair bit which is always nice but you know you do get your like dragon types your um you know you get your beast and that kind of stuff but yeah they they did they've done pretty good on the enemies they they all look pretty good um 
the dungeons have some really good bosses, really good looking bosses so far. I really like, um, especially uh, some of the last bot, the dragon bosses. They look great. Um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, enemies have never been like the strongest part about WoW in the open world. Um, but they they've done pretty good here for sure. And like, how is the like leveling questing from your standpoint? Because like I, so far, I love the story of. Sandrex and, and stuff like that and uh and Rathian and stuff that happens with him and everything that I've kind of experienced so far uh with with the queen and how there's so obviously it's kind of it's not like really a spoiler of sorts but like the, the dragonfly though like it's referring to like the different factions almost of of dragons which I didn't know initially because they were saying that the red dragonfly the black dragonfly the blue dragonfly I think if I'm not I'm not sure if I'm getting it correct but this is kind of what I gathered from when I, from the amount that I played, that there are all these kind of factions that came together and are trying to kind of push back the primalists that are like the main enemy that has awoken. Yeah. And questing leveling wise and everything like that, it for me at least, it's been really cool because it has kind of worked in a way where it is kind of giving me those story crumbs where I'm like, oh, I need to like, I'll see like a bunch of side quests come up and I'm like, I want to do that, but. I want to go talk to Rathian. I want to see what's, what's happening here. I want to go do this. I want to figure out what's happening in the past. Like, it is kind of surprising. This is kind of doing this more than Battle for Azeroth was for me. Whereas Battle for Azeroth, I'm like, oh, that's a cool story. Jane and Proudmoore, all this stuff. But like here, I'm like, oh my God, I want to know what happens next. So like as someone that's played the other expansions, like how does it stack up to that? Yeah, uh, this one's pretty good compared to a lot of them. Um yeah, I mean, there, there, there is like there's hits or misses over the years, and and I definitely feel like this is the one, one of the ones I've been a little bit more invested in. Like, I definitely, and typically when I've leveled in WoW in the past, I've skipped a lot of it just because I've grinding with friends and we're just trying to get to cap as fast as we can so we could d- jump into the dungeons. And then I usually go through the story stuff on my alts and try to dig in a little bit more. Um, but no, like this time I've, I've definitely been watching all the cutscenes. I think the cutscenes are really quite good. Um, yeah. and the story, yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty into the story right now. Uh, I would definitely say a little more than some of the other ones. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of it too will be how they, uh, how it all plays out as well. So like I was really into the Shadowlands stuff and I mean, I didn't do any, a lot of the, um, later raids or anything. So I, I kind of just watched cutscenes and. Some of the cutscenes at the end of Shadowlands were pretty disappointing. Um, but some of the stuff leading up to it was pretty good as well. So in this one, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm liking it and I uh, can't wait to see. I'm already excited to see the uh, the raid and um, the future raids as well. And and the leveling, how is that compared? Because like I've had to play two characters, but like so far with my monk, I'm almost 64 and I feel like I barely made a dent in the amount of time I spent on this game so far. Yeah. Uh, and I know that you're already at 69, 70? Yeah, I'm 70 now. I've been 70 okay. for over a day now. So, so like, uh, how did that stack up? Like, was it way too quick? Was it slow? <laughs> no, I think it was just right. Um, Seb and I were kind of talking about this a bit when you uh, conveniently left for the gym in the middle of uh, yeah. release night. Um, <laughs> it's the leveling. Uh, <laughs> the leveling is um, it, it doesn't need to be like, I think it's unnecessary to make the leveling such a grind now. Um, I think the leveling, leveling is great to get introduced to the zones, get introduced to the story, uh, unlock stuff, you know, see everything. 
Um, but I don't think it needs to be this long drawn out thing. And I think that even more than ever playing classic uh, Lich King, where it's like the leveling grind is so long. Yeah. Um, and it's just unnecessary because you're going to play this game. Most people are going to play this game for hundreds of hours at the level cap. The grind is at the level cap. It's not getting to the level cap. So just making that leveling uh, like a, a long process, I don't think does it any favors. And I think they recognize that. And that's why I think like, uh, you know, the, the the last like few expansions, probably even more, um, getting to the level cap has been short like this. And I think they should keep it this way because it's great for alts because if you want to play different classes and you want to try maybe the one you you level first you just realize like you can't really realize it until you really start playing it like again when you start doing like the dungeons and you you start doing harder content and start playing it day in day out and start mastering it at a certain point you might realize this is not for me i think i want to try something else it would suck if you had to go and do like another 80 hours of leveling to level that character yeah. up right so having it nice and short where it it doesn't take more than probably 18 hours at most or something. I don't know. I didn't track. Like, it didn't seem long at all, right? Like, um, I did it over two and a half days, and I wasn't playing nonstop in those days. So um, I think it's, I do I, prefer, it's good. I, I do prefer this uh, as opposed to Wrath of the Lich King because that was kind of the one that got me back into WoW. Yeah. And playing that, like, I, I literally on my counter, you can see I spent like 18, 19 hours, and I leveled up two or three times in, yeah. in Lich King. And I was like, okay, I don't feel like I'm making any progress. And I started playing retail. And I remember I leveled up to 20 in like an hour or two. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, oh, maybe this is just up to 20. No, no, no. Like my monk was leveled up by me in the same amount of time that I spent in Wrath of Lich King, which has been like over a day. Yeah. And right. And now I've been like playing this and I'm already like a two or three levels up. And automatically, you know, that level like jump, it gives you something that feedback of like, okay, yeah, like, you know what? Let me do a few more missions. I'll just get it to like half. Let me do a few more missions. I'll just level up one more time before I sleep today. Yeah. And that ticking thing is really great. And I like that this is, I mean, again, this is, WoW has probably done this before uh, Destiny. My experience has mainly been with Destiny. But Destiny, the same thing. You level up pretty quick. Once you're at that level, you your light level becomes more important. Right. It's about yeah. what your light level is based on the gear you find out in the world. And then you use that to do raids, stuff like that, you know, rinse and repeat. So I like that in this one, the same thing. It's like, yeah, get to 70 and then start doing dungeons and raids and stuff like that. So you can build your item level. And yeah. that's, that excites me because that's like, that makes me, once I'm at 70, that makes me go like, when you're like, hey, I'm on, you want to do a couple of dungeons? I'm like, yeah, let's jump in for a dungeon or two, do it. We might get some cool gear. We're like, all right, you know, we're done. And I like that. It's like that incremental thing of like, let's do a couple of things here and there, get some cool gear and we're out as opposed to, oh, I got to get to like, 68 to be able to do this thing or 70 to be able to do this thing. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like that, that is what it, modern well, retail well has done so well is it's starting to respect people's time better than it did in the past. And you're right. Like at the grind is their item level. It's like trying to get at the highest item level as possible. And, you know, the best of the best are going to get the highest item levels um, and that's fine that you're not that because those people play day in, day out and learn and study and all this stuff. They live and breathe well. But what is great about WoW today is that because everything has different difficulty levels, like the raid has normal and then heroic and mythic, I believe, um, where mythic is where you're going to get the best of the best stuff, but only the best of the best players are going to be. 
um, someone else can go into normal and they just get a lower item level at the end of the day, right? And that's fine because you can just go and do that content. You could see it um, and enjoy the game for what it is. And you can play it as much as you can play it and still be do meaningful content and still make meaningful progress. And another thing that this one has done is give you more options than ever, which is even better. Now, apparently I'm, I'm jumping into the crafting now, but I've heard that even crafting in this game can get you some of the best gear, not necessarily the best of the best, but so close to some of the, be- the better gear. Absolutely. Um, and you don't have to <laughs> do these like ma- massive raids that are going to require like tens of hours a week to, learn and practice and and grind away at so just having more options um and also too like uh the end game is great in that like a lot of stuff is optional you don't have to do it if you do it obviously you're going to get some stuff that is going to help you progress a little bit easier but at the end of the day none of it's like a power grind like in previous expansions there was always like a secondary power on top of your item level where you had to basically go and do this other content. And in Shadowlands, it was Torghast. You had to go and do Torghast so you can get your legendary item, um, which was like basically a super item that everyone could get. Um, You had to do this other system. Whereas in this one, the rest of the stuff is like, you can go and do this stuff. You can go get the Renown. You'll get a bunch of stuff. Yes, you might get some gear here and there, but it's not going to be like the best in slot gear or anything like that. But it's more about like, I can go and get some pets. I can get some transmogs um, and that kind of stuff, which is like caters more to casual players, which is really great. I, I think that's gonna, for me, like that's, I, I love the idea of kind of going in and having the option to try like a heroic quest or a heroic uh, raid and stuff. But like, for me, it is more of like, I wanna just know the full story, right? Because I am invested. I wanna get to the point of the raid because even in Destiny, the raid is kind of where everything gets capped off, where when you finish the raid, it kind of finishes that expansion story-wise as well. So I want to get to that point with this as well. And that's kind of what's taking me forward because I know when we get to that raid, even if I'm level 70, it doesn't matter. It's about like your item level, what you have. So you got to do dungeons, prep for it, understand what the raid is. And even at that point, it might be like 60, 70 hours in total that we spend at that point and complete that raid. For me, 70 hours for an expansion is amazing. Like that's oh, like... Yeah. That's like such a good amount of time that I've spent on a game and enjoyed it. And like in these few hours that I've played, I've already enjoying it so much. So I understand the wow experience of why people come back for for the expansions. I didn't want to talk about the sound design because I love the sound. Like there's been moments where when we go, like when we jump on a dragon and they, the music starts playing and you try to get to like an area and then the way the music was playing, I was just like, oh my God. This is like, especially when they're teaching how to do dragon riding and all that. It was so good and like it was not like Battle for Azeroth has some bumping beats for sure, but it was not like this. And Wrath of the Lich King was for at least for me was very bland, <laughs> like music wise. <laughs> and yeah. maybe it was meant it was meant to be like that, but like have you noticed anything like that with sound? Do you focus on that sort of stuff as well? Um, I mean, I think like uh sound design wise, like they've done some good job with like especially with the dragon riding stuff, like you mentioned. But even just little things like when the dragon lands, it's like there's this yeah. big thunk and it feels <laughs> yeah. really good. Um, I love stuff like that. And then I've always like been hot and cold on WoW music, mostly hot. But um, obviously there's some expansions where the music's just like, eh. Uh, but then there's like obviously some very memorable music from the game. And and this one has some very good stuff. Like um, 
the dragon riding when you do the trials the little races um, yeah. time trials they have like there's some music in there that just it just goes with like you and your dragon just cruising through these rings like at high speeds like it, it just really blends really well so uh yeah sound is good as always i know and with that we should talk about dragon riding because first of all they give you this I, I, and i've been seeing this pop up on reddit quite a bit because i follow the the wow subreddit uh, everyone is in love with the fact that they give us dragon riding right at the beginning. Yes. And first of all, why is that a thing that people were worried about? <laughs> I want to know oh. that. At the same time, like, what do you think about dragon riding? For for me, I love it. It's so cool. I love it too. Um, I've had a couple of people ask me if they should come back for this one. I've said yes, because I do think the dragon, dragon riding sets this expansion apart from the other ones more than more than most, I think um and the uh, and definitely cause for concern from everyone for sure about flying because historically wow has been very bad at that um <laughs> some expansions have been not so bad typically like there's been expansions where you just hit the level cap and then you have to just pay for the you know i think it was lich king and again i might be wrong on any of this it's tough to remember expansion expansion but i'm pretty sure it was like in lich king as soon as you hit 78 actually yeah they, we just did it actually so 78 you you can buy flying um which is like winter they called it winter chill flying so your mount is conditioned to fly in the cold or whatever uh type thing right so you couldn't fly until 78 um and then i think you couldn't buy the faster flying until 80 maybe uh something like that but honestly that was one of the better ones so what has happened in the past um shadowlands most recent one you couldn't fly until months into an expansion. And this has happened a lot. So typically you just are on ground mounts the entire time, usually in the patch, you know, whatever, like I think Shadowlands was version nine. So nine one or nine two, I can't remember what one it was, was when uh, flying got introduced basically. So it was like four months after the expansion came out before you could finally fly in the new areas. And the reason but is it flying like the dragon riding? I'm, I just want to confirm, like, is it like the, or is it like the flying in Stormwind? The flying in Stormwind, the three, oh. where the fastest you can go is 320%. Uh, the dragon riding is new, but they've never had anything different than the traditional ground riding or flying. And uh, again, the fastest you could go was 320%. And it's just fixed. Like you just fly and that's it. There's no speeding up, speeding down. It's one speed and that's all. But yeah, obviously it sucks because especially when you hit the level cap and you're doing world quests and stuff, you want to just fly there and, and just do it or whatever. The reason they do this is because they built these entire brand new worlds. They want you to see them, not just fly over them. So if they give you flying right away, you're going to skip over a lot of this beautiful content that they've built and everything. So they force you onto the ground for a while. And then after a while, they say, okay, now you can fly. So when people, when they said in this one, you're going to be able to fly right off the bat, not with regular flying mounts, but with the dragon riding, everyone was excited about that because again, we just, we don't, <laughs> we, we don't want to just be on ground mounts the entire time. And I think what they did really good with dragon riding is they nailed a good balance here because early on in the dragon riding, your dragon riding is not super powerful. So you can definitely fly and you can fly to areas, but if you need to use a thing called vigor to kind of keep you going in when you're flying. On top of that, then you need to fly in a certain way to build momentum so you can fly longer. 
because of all this, you can get it really good distances, but you're going to run into cases where you run out of vigor and you can't fly. So you're yeah. forced to be on the ground for a little bit. Um, so I think that that gives you this, gives that, you know, the, like I said, you're still going to be on the ground. You're still going to a lot. You're still going to see these beautiful worlds, but at the same time, you have the opportunity to f- quickly fly to the next area. Or if you get good at the dragon flying, really f- cover some distance very quickly. So it feels like a very good balance. And then as you level up, you can collect these glyphs, which allow you to level up your dragon riding, which makes it more efficient. Um, And when you level it up entirely, it's very efficient in that you will not have to be on the ground very, very, very little. And if you did, you probably screwed up somehow. (laughs) And and, honestly, with the dragon riding, one thing I love is that when you click the dragon riding button, a dragon comes from the back. So it's like it comes to get you and you jump on it, right? It's not like that button with the mount where it just pops out of nowhere. And I love that. It, it just, it was weird because initially I didn't, I thought maybe my game glitched. I'm like, oh, that was weird. And then once I got off somewhere and I pressed it again, I'm like, oh, the dragon actually comes and we jump on the dragon. Yeah. And I just like, I don't know why it's a very small thing, but that made it so much more fun that I'm like, like, you know what, I'm, I'm like in an area then I'm like, hey, actually, you know what? I'm just gonna jump on my dragon because I need to go down and I'm a little high up. I need to go there. Let me just jump on the dragon and the dragon just kind of like, like come get me and i kind of looked at my brain i was like oh come get me i pressed the button it it came to get me i got on and i went down and i just it just made the experience so much more enjoyable and like you said you can you can use maneuvers to stay up so like i would press that button to kind of just up like push you up a little bit when they flap the wings and i'm like i gotta get there all right i'm gonna go down go back up like a like a u-shape go up and then when i hit that point i'm gonna go up so i can kind of do that again i just keep doing the u-shape until i reach my point and i love that right now this is at the start, I can do this already. Yeah, and what what is really good is, like I said, when you level it up, there's one, at one point you level it up that you build vigor when you're flying, if you're flying at the highest speed, which is feels really good because when you're flying at the highest speed, you can really feel it because like visually you could tell you're going a lot faster, but then you also start to see your vigor build up. So it's very good indication if you're at max speed or not. So if you're flying and you're not seeing your vigor build up, you're like, oh, okay, I need to get some more momentum so I can start building that vigor up. So if I do run into a situation where I need to press myself higher or whatever, I have that available. Also a tip is that, um, so there's the ability, like the dragon flying has abilities where one is like you kind of dive forward to move faster. Another one is you flap your wings higher in the air. The one that where you flap your wings up in the air, if you press that one twice, it really shoots you up and then you get a really big boost of momentum. And then of course you go down. Oh, I should probably do that. And then you're like basically cruising at full speed very quickly. Um, oh, it I uses two figure, but it, it's totally worth it. Cause then you start cruising. And then, like I said, if you have that one that builds up the figure, then you're going to be going forever. So uh, it is a great system. And then uh, the zones are built around it as well. Uh, they, that's another thing about the zones. They did a great job they very easily could screw them up because the second you go very vertical, that gets very hard when you just have a flat 2D map of knowing like how high or high low. And then the mini map does a good job because it tells you if it's high or low, but with how vertical some of this stuff is, it could be very tedious to figure out where exactly in that verticality you need to go. So they just did a good job at like, not overlaying stuff too much that you can just very easily tell visually to where you potentially need to go. Um, I never felt lost in the verticality is, is basically yeah. the best way to put it. And I think 
that could have very easily worked against them. Oh yeah, I mean, even in the Citadel, where we it's like it's like the Black Dragonflight spot. Um, there were like parts where you might not think that you can go up or whatever, but I was like, yeah, let me just jump on my my dragon and just check it out. And when I check it out, I'm like, oh yeah, I can go from here. Oh, I can go between these things. Like it like allows you to just go and loop around anything you want as long as you're able to kind of fit through. Yeah. So I do really love that. I know you and I played. You and I did one dungeon uh together, but otherwise, have you played any more dungeon? That dungeon, by the way, I was with the, the, the feral druid and I was doing no damage, <laughs> like nine percent damage. But like otherwise. How has that experience been on your side? Dungeons have been so far. I really like them. Um, they they're, they have a good variety. Some are pretty short. Some are a little bit longer. The bosses so far have been pretty good. I'm do, I'm pretty sure I've done every dungeon now. I'm where, I'm on the heroic dungeons, which is basically like as you level up, the the dungeons are for specific ranges, and then when you get to max level, heroic is like every dungeon is like built for level seventy. Um, and then once you kind of get through the heroic, and then obviously you get higher item level gear and everything, you get the heroic version. Um, and then you can actually start doing the mythic ones after that. So mythic is like where it starts to get a little bit harder. Uh, the heroic ones haven't been too bad. Um, they're pretty straightforward. Another thing about the mythic ones is you can't match make into them. You actually have to build a group, uh, using four people, uh, five people. So two, a tank, healer, and three DPS is always the group composition. Uh, so those mythic ones, you do have to, like, there's group listing, and you have to basically request to be invited to a group. Um, whereas with the uh, heroic one, you could just dungeon finder once you have a high enough item level. Um, so I've been doing the heroic dungeons, and, and they're good. They're fun um, so far. Um, playing uh, Preservation Evoker, um, still get a hang of that a little bit. Um, a new healer to me and knowing which buttons to press and which ones not to forget. Um, but so far it's been good. I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to getting into the mythic ones pretty soon. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, my plan is hopefully by this weekend to get to like 60, 68, 69, just kind of at least get to the story because that's kind of what I'm trying to beeline right now. Yeah. It just go to the campaign, get that over with, and then I'll focus on the side quests later. Yeah. And so we can start playing uh, dungeons uh, like now. Actually, I want to do the first engine that we did. I want to do that again because now actually I have something that I actually know how to use. Yeah. But I feel like I can actually be a DPS as opposed to before. Yeah. So one thing I'll say too is that don't take um, the leveling dungeons DPS to with a grain of salt because it scales per person, right? So for example, you could be in that group, you could have a level sixty-five, and you could as level sixty-two. The sixty-five is going to be fighting against sixty-five, and sixty-two will be fighting an equivalent of sixty-two, but because everything scales based on your level. But at the end of the day, that 65 is going to be still doing more damage than you because they are a higher level and they output more damage. Even though they're, the equivalent ratio of how fast they kill something might be the equivalent of you. So you got to always take that with a grain of salt. That levels matter too. DPS is more like once you hit level 70 then and you start doing heroic and mythic, that's where you can start to gauge the DPS better because... Now, the only difference between two characters is their item level and their player skill. Whereas now, if you're doing a dungeon while you're leveling, almost guarantee that the higher level is going to out-DPS the lower level. Okay, okay, that makes sense. I didn't know that it scales from person to person. So when I'm, so if there's like a main boss that we're all fighting and it does damage to me and it does damage to you, it will do damage to me at my level. 
Cool. As opposed to IC. Yeah, that way... That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that way you can have... It, and the reason they, they changed that, because before it used to be fixed levels. Like, this dungeon was level, whatever, 20 to 25. So everything yeah. in there was 20 to 25. So someone who was a higher level would basically destroy it, and someone was a lower level would have a harder time. Now, yeah. with everything scaling based on your level then yeah everyone has a better time like you could go in there you have the same amount of survivability as the higher level person but again the higher if you are still higher level you obviously are going to be in better situations because you're going to have more health more you know higher gear and that kind of stuff so um okay I'm gonna but do yeah that again today. like don't be discouraged like if you go in yeah. there and someone's just destroying you because they are a higher level and they got some really good gear whereas like again it's when you're at level 70 and you're doing stuff where again you're still going around those cases like when i was doing mythic dungeons and shadowlands like higher myth level mythic uh dungeons i would get like some of those really hardcore people with like crazy gear and they would just destroy everyone in dps that's still going to happen but typically if you're playing a heroic you're typically with people that are around heroic level so it's more of an even playing field and that's when you can kind of gauge your dps a little bit better also too you could just look at your dps number and know based on like you know there's tons of sites out there that say what like is a good dps at what level and and that kind of stuff and what gear level so you can always use that as well as just an indication of how well you're doing um but yeah so. yeah see i want to i want to jump, jump into a, a dungeon like today actually because like there was one that was like right in the beginning where i don't know if that was the one that we did but there was one where um, when we start getting attacked in like the main area, it, you get like a dungeon that kind of pops up right there underneath the main spot. There's something like Ruby Life Pool oh, or whatever. Oh, Ruby Life Pool where you actually went up and then it, yeah. it was the, you had to go around the ring and that part, yeah. So like, see, I haven't, so I haven't done that one. So I, I, I didn't do it because I was like, oh, maybe I should like, you know, level up a bit and then come back. So, but now I'm, I might as well just jump in. <laughs> yeah, you might as well, man. Like, honestly, like the regular dungeons, like, especially now that we're this many days in, you're going to get people that are already, you're going to get more higher level people going into them and they're just going to be easier because yeah again they're more geared for just more geared and whatnot i would just jump in um i'll jump into any of them with you and just oh yeah let's do it alive. yeah even better hopefully i because can get I my get... druid up a little bit so i can join some of those ones honestly yeah if you want why don't you like get your because i'm 63 and a half right now almost 64. okay so if you get your character tech i, I won't do the ruby life thing right now either way yeah. So if you're like around that point where you can you have that dungeon ready, let me know. Okay. And then you and I can jump in. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I mean, we talked about dungeons and raids. We talked about a bunch of stuff. Now, I mean, there's something that only you can answer. How does it compare to Shadowlands? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think Shadowlands was a good expansion. Um, it didn't, the, the reason why people don't like Shadowlands is not because of how it was on release. It was basically how it got supported. So... It didn't get very many updates and people didn't love how the story ended as well. So Shadowlands started off strong and I, I and it kind of got a bad rap at the end, but it was a good, it was a good expansion. The worst part about it was it's still so one thing that people have disliked about WoW for many years now is a thing called borrow power. So basically what, what borrow power is is that for expansion you basically get some kind of power, additional power that only applies to that expansion. 
Um, you could think of dragon riding might be that the equivalent of that in this, because as of right now, dragon riding only works in dragon isles and next expansion, who knows, right? Maybe dragon riding will be in there. Maybe it won't be, but typically what happened, for example, in shadowlands, they had covenants. So when you hit level 60 in shadowlands, you had to pick a covenant. You basically had to pledge your allegiance to a covenant. And then you would, you go and work with that covenant. Basically you would go do quests with them. You would level up like renown with that covenant. It would unlock gear mounts, transmogs, all that stuff, but it also unlocked abilities. So why people didn't like that was because now you had to choose this covenant and it wasn't easy to switch covenants at the start. It became easier at the end. They fixed it. Um, but at first it was like you had to do a whole quest line and then you, st- I don't remember if you started zero on the renown or what. Um, and the renown was basically like the battle pass type thing. Um, so anyways, but again, it's like, okay, well, if I go to join this covenant and a lot of people, like, for example, I was playing wrestle Druid in, in Shadowlands. Everyone was like, you, if you're doing a wrestle Druid, Night Fae is like the one you want to pick because you get um, Convoke the Spirits, which is like one of the best spells. Um, and they kind of kept that. Uh, they actually carried it over into uh, Dragon Dragonflight, which is awesome. Um, but again, it was like, if you want to try different covenants and you have to level up this covenant. And then more importantly, as soon as you leave Shadowlands, the covenant stuff doesn't apply anymore. Yeah. So that's what people don't like is like, it feels like you're playing this with this stuff just for the ex- expansion it doesn't feel like you're making meaningful progress to your character as a whole just towards like this side thing in this expansion so when they said there's no borrow power in this one everyone was super excited and they're like we're going back to talent trees which is another like game changer in my eyes i do like that yeah the the talent trees having them back feels so good man they just give you like, yeah, sure. There's going to be like, you should have this, and especially if you're going to do higher, higher level content. But even like right now, like I've played with my build like five times, tried different spells. I've looked at different guides. Different guides have said different stuff. Having that variety again is just so good. So, um, Dude, I love that. I yeah. love that I can switch it up because I, I might level something that I find a guide about the monk that's like, you know what? You should actually put this here. And I'm like, because like the, like the, the statue thing that you told me about, or the guys that I used, it wasn't there. It never even said to put uh, any coins in that. Because you told me what it does. I'm like, all right, let me take the, let me take a point out of this one, put it there, put it there, start using it. I'm like, oh, I love this. This is actually really good. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Because um, what I sent you from was a guide where they were using that once. So yeah. <laughs> you saw a guide where they said not to use it. I saw a guide where they said to use it. And the fact that, two guides are already are not saying like, this is the thing you should use. The fact that they're just even saying like, you could take points out of here and put them in here and it's still viable is like the best feeling because that's what wow hasn't had for years. It has been yeah. like people figure it out and they're like, use this, this and this, and that's it. There's very low variety. So I love the talent trees. I love all that. Shadowlands had Torghast, which I thought was interesting at the start. It got, again, because it was required, you had to do it at least twice a week to level up your legendaries. Um, That played against it, whereas, again, Dragonflight, again, is doing the thing where you could do this stuff and it will be helpful, but it it isn't mandatory, where Torghast was mandatory. And uh, for those who don't know, Torghast was basically a little mini roguelike built into WoW. 
So it was basically like you start the dungeon, uh, you progress up the dungeon, up layer, up floors, and then every throughout the floors you would get new powers, and you basically you you get to choose from three, right? And then you like end up making like characters that you would normally not play in the world. Like you'd have crazy spells and be really strong and all kinds of stuff. And it was a cool idea, but they didn't, they didn't do a lot with it. And then I know they made it better later when I wasn't playing. Um, I don't know. I was kind of hoping that it would come back in some form, not as required content. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think Torgas was good in Shadowlands. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, at the end of the day, like this, so far, and again, you can't judge an expansion until you kind of it's gone through its patches done right, yeah. and all the contents out and all the raids are out. But again, I feel, uh, but I also felt good about Shadowlands, even with the Covenant stuff. Um, but with this one, I'm feeling really good, um, really optimistic. But again, it's just because the bar borrow power is gone. Like next expansion, we're going to have they'll probably rework the talent trees, but. You'll have talent trees and it won't feel like all this progress was completely lost. Um, so, yeah. So, so far, I think it's been great. And uh, it's definitely Obviously a step like up from not just Shadowlands, but BFA and um, a lot of the other expansions for sure. I actually, talking about BFA and all that, like I didn't prepare you for this, but I want you to rate every expansion <laughs> and tell me which one is going for the bottom, oh right? So goodness. technically there are 10. I just want to say that technically there's 10. World of Warcraft itself, when the game originally came out, is um, a, a, a campaign, right? It's a campaign. So there's World of Warcraft, Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, Cataclysm, Myth of Pandaria, Warlords of Draenor, Legion, Battle for Azeroth, Shadowlands, and now Dragonflight. So uh, starting from number 10 up to number one. Yeah. So there's 10, right? Three, six, nine, ten. Yes. I can't believe Ten, you're making me, you put me on the spot like this. I know, because I, I didn't want you to prepare. I did not want you. I, I, I wanted the first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. I, I want them all in front of me. So just give me one sec. Uh, oh, you want me to go in order as they came out? Yeah, in order of release in terms of where, you, where, where they would fit in now. Okay. Okay, so we have S, A, B, C, D, F. We'll just say for tiers. Okay. Um, and if we're going to go by as they come out, oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> um, I am going to put classic and S tier right off the bat. Okay. Okay. Uh, not because I would want to like, I didn't even play classic. Wow. I don't want to go back to classic. Wow. But just thinking back into my experience with classic, wow, not classic vanilla thinking back to it that was like honestly some of the best gaming time of my life um i remember i i didn't even plan to raid in in world of warcraft it just i kind of fell into it by having friends that were just super into it and they just said hey just come raid with us um and i and i was just at a point while well, i was in university probably not the best point in my life to do that but uh, considering i was like, <laughs> kicked out at one point because of low grades um and there was no correlation to world of warcraft coming out at that time i swear um <laughs> anyways that's when i did most of the rating and everything and i just think like it was just i just remember thinking about warcraft day and night back then thinking about the raids i was going to do studying them grinding with my friends 
just learning everything, learning how to be better, learning stuff I we talked about, like optimizing, learning how to optimize my keybinds and stuff because I wanted to be the best player possible. Um, grinding day and night for mats, for potions and stuff, just so we can go and do the raids uh, as optimal as possible. Um, and again, it's the one that started it all. Uh, when you say like we were talking about music and stuff, like and sound design, I still like some of those starting areas, like the Stormwind music, the music when you walk into Stormwind and all that stuff. To me, that all started in classic um, vanilla and all the raids I thought were fun. I thought AQ, which was like a big event that just burned the servers down, just seeing all the people gather around for that event and all that was just like, it was just one of the best experiences ever. Um, I think that is just an amazing, amazing game. Um, yeah, I, can, I can't even deny that because I know how much World of Warcraft like means to a lot of people. And yeah. that's where it started. <laughs> that's where it started. I mean, it's so hard not to put it anywhere other than S. Um, the next one is Burning Crusade. Burning yeah. Crusade. Oh, man. Uh, the very first expansion. I have a lot of fond memories of this. I leveled up a Blood Elf Fire Mage. I was one of the first Blood Elf uh, 60, 70s uh, on my server, um, which was pretty cool. Um, I didn't get heavy into the raiding. Um, I think the zones were just amazing. Um they, I think that's when they introduced heroic dungeons, and I loved that heroic dungeons were hard. They required some coordination. It wasn't just a breeze like, um, like uh, in some of the other dungeons were in the other expansion. Um, so yeah, um, I'm gonna say it's an A. I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was World really of Warcraft good. is S. Burning Crusade is an A, is which an is a. still good. Yeah, but not S. <laughs> no, it's not S. Um. Lich King. Lich King. Lich King. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably an S. I think uh, yes, okay. Lich King was great. I think that is like when they really started to hit their stride. It still felt like a big open world with a lot of people, but they had some layering. That's when layering got introduced. Um, that's also when Dungeon Finder got introduced as well. Um, and oh, I think wow. I didn't know it was that early. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was at the like later in. Um, it was later in the expansion, I believe. It wasn't there right away because I think people were kind of talking about that recently with Lich King Classic. And that's kind of also like, it was kind of like the, it was also a little bit of start of the end for some people where that's where WoW started to, you know, streamline more and more. And you started to lose some of that community feeling that you had. Actually, and that's one thing I want to go back to say about Vanilla is that that community, being a hardcore player at that time and, I felt like there was a community there. Like we were Alliance. We knew the Horde players. We hate it. We knew the Horde guild. We hate it. We knew the, when we saw them, we wanted to fight them people. <laughs> I, I haven't had that in any of the other expansions except yeah. for, for classic, which is why, or <laughs> vanilla, which is why it's definitely an S. Um, but Lich King was good, man. It was like, it, you know, that was when like the combat really started to feel good. They hit their stride. That's when the vehicles got introduced into the game. So it wasn't just like quests weren't just kill stuff anymore. There was some variety to the questing. The zones were really good. Uh, the raids were really good. Uh, ice crab, that was, I raided pretty hard in two, which was uh, Vanilla and Lich King. And Lich King, Ice Crown Citadel was one of my favorite raids. Killing Lich King was one of the best experiences I had in the game. Um, yeah, Lich King's S. 
I'm going to put it behind um, Vanilla, however. Okay, I get that. And I mean, that, the next one, even I know about, because I know as this is where things go down for World of Warcraft in general, and that is Cataclysm. Cataclysm, so yeah. Where does this fit in? Yeah, so this is where, again, people, this is where the old world went away. They redid it. Um, you know, like we kind of talked about, like, WoW's gone tra- through transformations over the year. All those old zones, they weren't happy with them. They wanted ones that looked better and more colorful and they wanted better, you know, the questing like started to really flow really good in like Lich King. Whereas in the previous ones, it was like a lot of jumping between different areas and zones. There wasn't like a good flow to it. Um, But yeah, that's where Cataclysm kind of came in um, and they just kind of redid the entire old world. Um, it was very cool though to like you know like have Stormwind be partially destroyed for an entire expansion, like seeing Deathwing's claws in one of the towers and that kind of stuff. Like I think all that was super cool. I really like that. Um, yeah, but then there was a lot of downsides to it. Again, like the old world's gone. It didn't feel, you know, it just didn't feel like the same world it used to. Um, but I, I enjoyed Cataclysm a bit. Like, the dungeons were... One thing about Lich King was the dungeons got too easy. Um, Cataclysm went back to harder dungeons. And I thought a lot of the dungeons were really good. I also really liked the zones. So they put a lot of new zones in the old world, which was really nice. Um, I, Aldum was one of my favorite ones. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is one... Harrison Jones got introduced into the game and he has great quest lines throughout expansions. Um, this one might be controversial, but I'm going to put it as a B. I think it was okay. not I mean, that's, bad. I, know I, I, I think a lot of people might feel the same way. Yeah, I think a lot of people would probably put it in lower. Like, I think maybe C or D. I'm even tempted to kind of put it into C, but... Go with your gut. If you're saying B, it's a B. Uh, <laughs> I might, yeah. I'm gonna leave it as a B. Yeah, I'll leave it as I, a B. Okay. The next one was Mists of Pandaria. Oh, Mists of Pandaria. Mists of Pandaria is a really good expansion. Um, that's obviously it was controversial because it was like, wow, it's going too cute with the pandas and everything. Um, it is the expansion that introduced the monk. Um. They I had, already love it. <laughs> yeah, I think the zones in Mr. Pandaria were amazing. They look so good. The music was amazing. The the art and everything was so good. The whole the whole theme of everything just clicks so well. Um, I I really like Mr. Pandaria. I'm going to put it as an A behind Burning okay. Crusade. I'm glad. I mean, I'm a big monk fan, so I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I think I that one was great. Um, All right, Warlords of Draenor. Warlords of Draenor is the one I've played the least amount of. Um, I know this is like probably the one that has rep as one of the worst expansions. Uh, I think it, the reason again is that they didn't support it very well. Um, I think it only had a couple patches where most have three patches at least, major patches. Um, but I never played a lot of it. This one I was like the one I said I wasn't going to play. I'm like, okay, I think I need a break from a while. I'm not going to do it this yeah. time. Um, I ended up getting it later and playing through it a couple times with different characters. Um, the dungeons weren't too bad. Never touched a raid, so I don't know anything about them. They introduced Garrison, which was like the closest thing we've ever got to player housing in WoW. 
um people didn't like it because they felt like it's it kind of like it pushed people into their own garrisons where they were kind of by themselves um there wasn't a lot of customization you could do there um it just kind of kept people out of the cities a little bit too much um yeah and it, it was not, it was kind of cool to have like your own mind to go mine some stuff from and and that kind of thing um i didn't love it though that was like an f (laughs) it's not an f like i do think the zones were really nice like when i quested through them like there was some nice zones um i also think this is the one where they kind of brought back like it was kind of weird i forget the whole story but it was like an alternate um outlands from burning crusade i'm gonna put it as a d D? Uh, okay yeah i think that one goes d look as long as it's not an f I would take that as a win on their side. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one is Legion. Legion. Oh, Legion is a good one. Uh, Legion was probably one of the worst things about Legion was that it was, I could be, it might be the first one that introduced borrow power. Maybe. I guess Warlords of Drainer, maybe with the garrison a bit. No, not really. Um, yeah, I think Legion, the worst part is, is that it did start borrowed power with your legendary weapon, but the legendary weapons were super cool. So it was basically like everyone got a legendary weapon based on your spec. They looked awesome and you can upgrade them over time. Um, but it was a power grind where you had to kind of keep working away at it and leveling up, leveling up. And then when the expansion was done, it was gone. Um, I think the zones were great. Uh, the story was really interesting. Um, it's all built built around, um, you know, Illidan and that kind of stuff, which is awesome. I think he's a great character. Um, it's definitely above Cataclysm, hands down. I'm just trying to debate if it's before or after Mist of Pandaria. Mm. What would Mist of Pandaria be after? Burning Crusade? Is Burning Crusade better? Yeah, than- uh, sorry, yeah, okay. yeah. It's Burning Crusade and then Mr. Pandaria. Alright. Um, I want to put it behind Miss right now. So it's, like, it's an A, but it's like... Yeah, it introduced... It it's still an A. It's definitely an A. It introduced the Demon Hunters as well, which was a, is a great class, I think. And it's the first okay. one that kind of like has some flying ability to it. Yeah, let's play it behind Mr. Pandaria. Now it's spell for Azeroth, which is kind of more of the, the kind of like a new expansion where people like myself have kind of gotten it. <laughs> yeah. So same with um Battle for Azeroth is like kind of similar to uh Warlords the Drainer for me. I did not play it right at launch. Um it was another one where I was kind of like I think I'm just going to skip this one. But then I did go back and get it eventually, uh, as I always do. Being um, this the, the the only expansion that I have completed, yeah, I liked it. Like I, the story and and the Gina Proudmore stuff, all that stuff. Like the story was cool, and like the mission structure was interesting enough where I knew it was an MMO. But I also was like, hey, it's kind of like an RPG, so I. That way I like it. I don't know how it will fit in the tier list. Yeah, I, I liked it. I did like it. Like I de- Everything you like about it is what I liked about it. Was I liked the areas. I liked the questing. I liked the storylines in it. Like I specifically remember the whole storyline with the witch in 
yeah. uh, the witch quest line. Um, I thought that was really good. Where I, she was about to get hung. Yeah, where she's about to get did. hung, yeah. you save her and, and everything. Yeah. I, I thought that was memorable. Yeah, I, I contributed. Were... I did the one when I contributed. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I think it's a C though, man. Um, Ooh, okay. I didn't love anything else about it. Uh, yeah. So the things I didn't love about it were I didn't think the dungeons were the best. Um, some of them were good, but they were, they all kind of felt a little like, I don't know. They just kind of felt a little long and I don't know, not super interesting. Um, and the war, like, again, I didn't, it's not super fair because I didn't get in really into it. Um, but everything from, I heard from the Warfront stuff, I believe, which was kind of like a PVE, PVPVE, PV, PVPE, yeah. <laughs> where it's like you're basically doing PVE stuff, but there is also some PVP going Other players, on. right? Yeah. Um, no one seemed to love that stuff either. So, yeah, unfortunately, I think it's going to have to be a C. I makes sense. Shadowlands next. Shadowlands. Um, I like Shadowlands. Like I, I mentioned earlier, I played a lot of it. I got um, really into the mythic dungeon stuff. I thought the very first part of the expansion was really good. Basically everything I said earlier. The Covenant stuff I thought was interesting, even though it did like lock you out from other stuff. I really wish they had just made it easier from the beginning to switch Covenants. And like they should have made it that you can just switch in Covenants at a certain point was like switching specs. Even if they yeah. made you go and have to level up through the Covenant, I think if they had just let you at any point switch the Covenant, kept your power of where it was, I think that would have alone would have made the expansion so much better. Um, they had the little like mini game stuff too, where you kind of have to send troops out on missions and stuff like that. Uh, they made that a little bit more interesting than it was in past expansions like Legion. Um and yeah, I just think the dungeons were really good in Shadowlands. So I enjoyed those dungeons a lot. Like I said, I I, I did some of them at Mythic plus 15, which is kind of like, it's up there. It's not super, yeah. super high, but it is up there. Um, and they were just, a lot of them were really good, really fun. Um, I need to get back in Shadowlands. Yeah. So where would that, where would that fit in? Because it's, above, right now the... it's definitely above Cataclysm. But is it a B tier? I'm debating if it's a B or an A tier. People would hate me if I put it as A, I'm sure. Um, but also people probably hate me for putting Cataclysm as a B. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even if it's on A, it's still kind of technically ranked after something yeah, else. Exactly. So ranking-wise. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm going to... I'm not going to put it above Legion, I don't think. So, it's, uh, I mean, from what you told me, it seems like an A. Like if you I think it should this be was kind of I think it should yeah be like if this got you in the way it did and you're doing mythic dungeons yeah that says it's a good game that doesn't mean that it's a bad game well at the same time I mean you're okay struggling game. like even um so mythic dungeons and I think the mythic plus like one two three four five type system came into Legion and I never got super hard into it I didn't get hard into it till Shadowlands and I actually almost want to put Shadow like I, given this is my list. Not yeah. I'm going to move it above Legion actually. Okay. I am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Now with all of that, Dragonflight. Where does Dragonflight fit in? Right now. And obviously, technically, it's yeah. still pending. You, you're level it, seventy. You've done the campaign, but like from what you stand, your standpoint right now. 
my standpoint right now is that I honestly might put it above Burning Crusade in EA tier. Wow. Okay. okay. I might even put it behind Lich King in S tier. Okay. But I'm now go- we're talking. But again, I'm going on what I've experienced in less than this a week. Is your list. It's so less than a week. So I'm putting it behind. I am going to put it in S tier. I'm going to put it behind Lich King. Yes. I'm very optimistic for this expansion. So number one, I love the dragon flying uh, or dragon riding. I love that so much. I loved leveling with it. I've enjoyed, I went back the other day and collected all the glyphs to level it up. I thought that was fun. I wish I did that during leveling. Would have made leveling so much easier. Um, even just getting half of them. Uh, I like the little side stuff. The little trial stuff has been interesting. Uh, the dungeons I've played so far have been very fun. Um, I want to get into the the profession stuff the profession is really way better now it's more fleshed out um i i like that a whole bunch of this stuff is optional i'm su- and then the talent trees again i love the talent trees i think like all that stuff of like having those options and everything i think the zones are great i think they're nice and big and colorful i like the story so far i am very optimistic for this one uh it is an s behind lich king right now um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. repeat for everyone in terms of tier list we have we have S A B C D for the D tier we have Warlords or Draenor for C we have Balfour Azroth B we have Cataclysm A we have in descending order Legion Shadowlands Mist of Pandaria Burning Crusade and S tier we have Dragonflight Lich King and the original World of Warcraft so listen up from ten to one. Since we have it kind of set now. Okay. So number 10, Warlords of Draenor. Number nine, Battle for Azeroth. Number eight, Cataclysm. Number seven, Legion. Number six, Shadowlands. Number five, Mists of Pandaria. Number four, Burning Crusade. Number three, Dragonflight. Number two, Lich King. And number one, Vanilla WoW. That is awesome. That, is, I mean- that is the definitive list. I'm just going to say it right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you heard it here. Lifelong player telling yes. you this is the best list. And yep. I'm excited that the first expansion that I've fully jumped into uh, day one is the best one since Lich King based on this list. Because yep. Lich King has always been viewed as arguably the best expansion ever. And after all these years, we finally got one that came close to dethroning Lich King, which is awesome. It tells you right now, even from a new player standpoint, that everyone should jump into Dragonflight. I found it so easy to jump in. I love the story. I love everything about it. The gameplay is so good. I do not see why anyone at this point who has been remotely interested in World of Warcraft is not playing it now. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. If you played WoW in the past, you're itching to get back, or you're wondering if this is a good time to get back, absolutely, I think you should. I think. This, I, I think the Dragonflying again just is enough of a difference that it makes it interesting enough that if you, if you just come back, you, you hit level cap, you do some of the dungeons, do some of the side stuff and call it a day, I think it's worth the money. I absolutely do. Perfect. With that, we will leave it here. Thank you so much for everyone for joining. It really means a lot. We have a number of cool items, things that we'll be discussing next week. So stay tuned for that for, for next week. But thank you, Trevor, for joining. Really means a lot to have someone who actually understands World of Warcraft <laughs> and what strafing and all that stuff does. Of course. <laughs> but 
Thank you so much for joining, and we will see everyone next time. Bye. Okay.